When we rejoin our outlaws, we find ourselves back in the city of Alkenstar. It's been two weeks, so I thought I would give a short recap of everything we've been. It's also been, you know, ten episodes behind us. That's a lot of a gameplay, right? So, our outlaws find themselves on the doorstep of one Vashon Gattleby, a famous inventor who infamously recently invented a new explosive called Pyronite. And when his demonstration blew the doors off, literally, the venue hall that he was speaking at, he fell into despair at his failure. But the curious and the entrepreneurs in the audience decided this was the future. This was an opportunity that has presented itself, and they wanted nothing more than to get their hands onto that formula. Now, in the months that have passed, our outlaws have found themselves in the employ of one Phoebe Dunsmith, who, secretly, while being a contact in the underground, works for none other than Trietta Rosita, the Grand Duchess of Alkenstar, making our group something of an unwilling group of CIA operatives. Slash outlaw slash strong suicide squad. It's a little murky as to exactly what's going on. However, they have been tasked with retrieving Vashon Gattleby from his house and escorting him back to the safety of the Barrel and Bullet Saloon, where Phoebe will provide safekeeping of Gattleby because everyone in this city, from inventors, from gangsters, from one Ambrose Mugland, the nemesis to our party, wants nothing more than to get their hands on Gattleby and his formula. And so it is up to our outlaws to protect him by any means necessary. Now, it wouldn't be a escort mission without a wrench thrown into the mix. And so our esteemed Vashon Gattleby has agreed to come with one small condition, I guess. He needs to stop by an old abandoned brewery named the Yeast of All Brewery to pick something up. Now, our crew has done a good job of scouting said location, evicting some squatters by putting a bullet through their knee, fighting some, uh, some yeast oozes, and generally turning the place over, possibly finding what he was looking for, but coming up mostly empty-handed. So I guess the question remains, what would cause a man like Vashon Gattleby to stick his neck out so far in a time where he is this wanted? Well, maybe we'll find out tonight because that is where we are. You have shown up. There's a main street, right, with a wooden sidewalk. Passerbys are coming and going. There's a lot of traffic. You can see his overgrown yard full of this poisonous plant that you guys have already identified. His front gate is full of barbed wire over the top to keep out anyone. There are tons of signs, handwritten and otherwise, that just say no trespassing, no solicitors, go away. And a single gate that leads to the path that leads up to Vashon Gattleby's house. And that is where the camera fades in on our intrepid outlaws. Players, the scene is yours. Well, well you're up, Miss Mendoza. Indeed. All right. 
so we're at the gate. You need to come to this side of the street. The house is across the street. <laughs> Sorry, I was just, I was trying to figure out how to do my blast boots. <laughs> All right. So what do we have here? It's uh, the gate. We're at the house, Annie. Look, oh, I know you're working on it. Annie, are you feeling okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure there's a gate here somewhere. Hang on, let me... Yeah. So there is this this chicken wire fence with uh, barbed wire blocking it off. You know, it's pretty sizable. Uh, there is a, a gate on the far right-hand side of his front porch. You can just see the yard. The, the, the sort of path kind of does a switchback around what looks like be like a shed between you and the front porch. And you can see that the, the gate itself, it's not locked, but there is like a heavy chain that is sort of wrapped around the, the fence holding it shut. And kind of twisted over itself. So it's not locked per se, but you do have to sort of untangle that heavy chain to get the gate open. Alright. Uh, Habrick, could you... Sorry, excuse me? Oh, I'm sorry. Here you go. After you. So I'm going to try and untangle it while also being careful. Because I feel like he's a paranoid type of human and he'd have traps in it. Okay, so that's a good point. We are in this sort of exploration mode, so what would your guys' sort of exploration activities be, be for until until you tell me otherwise, I will assume that is what your character's default activities are. Looking for traps. I know he's gonna say scouting. Scouting. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Yeah, you're just on the lookout, scouting to give everyone a uh, initiative bonus. And your initiative bonus is plus two, thanks to your scouting feature. Plus two. Very nice. Yes, sir. Okay. And uh, Nita is looking for traps or kind of like searching, I guess you would call it, right? You're like mm. looking for any sort of things that might be off. Yeah. For Saruk and Ruficule? I think Saruk is just going to play second fiddle to Anita on this one. So whatever... Uh, she's doing, Saruk will also do. Okay. Right, and same thing for Refi with, uh, with Hal. Whenever Hal's looking left, Refi's looking right. It's just so we scan the area. Very nice, very nice. So, for now, uh, why don't, um, Anita and Saruk give me, uh, secret perception checks. Okay. I'm ready. As you guys are searching, we'll see. Fly GM Road. I got a question mark. Don't mind me, I'm adding my plot armor. You're, the plot armor's only for your AC. <laughs> oh. Well, fine. I won't add it. And it I'll should just... already be calculated, yeah. Well, good. Oh, because this... it's armor, not plot eyeballs. This could don't be... give me plot eyeballs. <laughs> this would be part of your lead, though, so. Cool. So then plus one on that. Okay. Perfect. So, um, as as you guys are going to unlock it, or and do the game, you're looking for anything... Anita, it looks clear you start moving the uh, the chains, ready to unlatch them. Saruk, you're the one that notices it. Right at the bottom of the gate, leading into like the overbrush, there is what appears to be a very thin, hard-to-see tripwire that connects from the bottom of the gate over into the, the bush right on the side. And if Anita was to open this gate, it would definitely trip that. So I'll just like, hold my hand up. Yeah, your eyes follow it, and beyond the gate, 
um, nestled right in the branches, you see a small glass jar with a sort of like electric thunderstone inside of it. This this thing has a thunderstone rigged to go off, so if this gate opens, it's going to set off this thunderstone. Huh, so it's like a very steampunk electric fence. That is dope. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Just stop, hold his hand forward, don't look, and then point towards where the thunderstone is. I fucking knew it. The, uh, really, there's two, uh, there's two approaches here that I can see apparent, and you can tell me if you see otherwise. One, detach the tripwire in a safe manner without setting off the thunderstone, or two, just be really fast and catch the thunderstone before it manages to hit the ground. I think we could disarm it. What do you think? I'm sure that your acquaintance would be happy if he got to keep his thunderstone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll follow your lead. Could I do a crafting check for that one to see if I could disarm it? It's going to be a thievery check, actually. Oh, thievery. I went ahead ahead and popped that in chat. You can make that thievery check for us. Oh, yeah, clue in. Perfect. You get a, a circumstance bonus. Thank you. Oh, I love the investigator. Mary Chrysler. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Nice. That's a 23. 23. uh, Perfect. All of that comes in. You manage to, like, basically pull out the right tools, like, snip the wire, but secure it so that it's still attached to part of the fence. And now you can freely open the gate without setting this trap off. All right. And then I'd like to keep the Thunderstone. Okay. Don't just steal the man's thunderstone. What's oh, wrong give with you? it back to him. Just show him that. It's easy enough to reach in there and pull the thunderstone right off the uh, right off the like branches of the tree, and you can add a uh, thunderstone to your inventory. Cool. I shall give it back. I suppose you know him better than me. I feel like when you show up to someone who's uh, not doing so well, it seems, and then hand them their home's defenses, they tend to get a little uh, squirrely. But you know him better. You know, honestly, I'm just trying to impress him. Up until this point, I'm still trying to impress him. Given I the fact that he tried to, he almost killed us before. Maybe Wybert should be the one who opens the door then. That's true, and then we're on the lookout for the traps. Wybert! Come here, buddy, my poor <laughs> son. Okay, yeah. So you send Wybert on ahead. So why this is happening, right? I like to imagine that Ruficule and Hal are like kind of back to people, like blocking it. So you're not just like breaking into this guy's gate in the wide open because people are walking by, right? Most people tend to not even give you like a second look. But Ruficule and and uh, and Hal, why don't you guys give me just a perception check, a secret perception check here? I want to see if maybe you notice anything suspicious going on around you or anyone watching you, perhaps. Look at that. Question marks all around. Question, Question marks. marks, too. All around. How you you get the all clear. You don't notice anything suspicious. Reficule, for one split moment, you feel like, out of the corner of your eye, you see a similar size and shape of, like, a small creature wearing a trench coat. The same sort of creature you saw here when you were scouting a few days ago. But even as you catch it and you look in the direction of it was, by the time the crowd sort of shifts, it's like gone in the wind. But you're pretty sure you might have seen something. Maybe you're just seeing things, but maybe, just maybe, it's the same person. Oh, 
won't say anything for now. Yeah. Just keep my eye out. Not really sure. Because I'm not sure if I saw something or not, but... I think everyone's aware to be on the lookout anyway, so unless I see something more concrete, I'll just keep... be sure to be extra vigilant. Alright. Amazing. So, um, Anita, you're sending Wybert in ahead of you guys to, like, kind of clear the path, right? Um, now, is he... What, what path is he taking? Is he just... You know, I know you guys have pretty much learned the grass is poisonous, so is he just following the, the path? He, he's going to follow the path, and like I'll still be on the lookout for any traps. Yep, yep. So Saruk and Anita can give me another perception check. A secret one is you guys are checking the path. Uh, Hal and Rethi are definitely looking for any suspicious activity or coming your question way. Mark. Question mark. Question mark, question mm, Yes, question marks. As, uh, as... Saruk is like kind of making his way up the path. Um, Anita, again, you're, you're not noticing anything, but Saruk, your trained eye <laughs> catches um, right under a stone on the path. It's like raised just a little bit, and you notice a small nozzle that is like propping up the stone that's aimed right at the path. And your eyes sort of realize that there is a pressure sensor right on that square that Wybert's about to step onto, and something will spray out of that nozzle. Just, Wybert, stop. Wybert, stop. Wybert, listen to your mother. <laughs> he does. Like, Wybert, like, stops his foot, like, hovering over the, like, pressure plate. And then sort of points to where the pressure plate is. Oh, yeah. I keep missing everything. And then we'll switch places, and then I'll do the same thing. I'll see if I could disarm it. Okay, yeah, you want to get down and try. You, you see the nozzle once it's pointed out. You're pretty sure that you could use uh, some of your your thievery to clog the nozzle so maybe whatever was in there wouldn't come out if you'd like to try that. Then you can give me another thievery check. Saruk will just roll to aid. Yep. This time manually. That's right, because Cluens has a time limit, right? Yeah. Mm. All right, 17, mm, not enough to... Uh, not enough to give with aid, it's not enough to give a bonus, so just a straight wolf for Anita. Alright, happy pride. Happy ooh, Chrysler. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's an unhappy Chrysler. Uh, I would like to use the hero point, because I'm right here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, your face is right in it. Alright, let's burn yeah. that hero point. Might as well. Let's hope for the best. Yeah. Oh, it's an 18, right. so it's success. Nice. In a heroic moment, you dig in, and you're about to, like, fail on this um but you are able to sort of get a little bit of uh putty that you have in your little like thievery kit and shove it into the edge of the nozzle so that whatever was inside is probably safe and and this pressure plate trap is no longer a uh a sort of issue i think as you're right up on it there is like a a sort of noxious smell coming off the end of the spout too like it smells pretty bad would i have like a good idea and like how how many more steps is safe for us so that like we can so I can move forward and then the two behind us could also follow? Yeah, I think I think with your check here, you've disabled this trap completely. You're pretty sure that you know there is no no big issue like anymore. These next two should be okay. Yeah, yeah, you're clear. Okay. So you, you, you stuff it up and then the rest of you can kinda of follow up and move on. You know, still trying to avoid the pressure plate, but it turns out that there are plenty of pressure plates, and even though someone like steps on a rock that sets it off, you're you're sort of 
plug holds in tight and you can hear some sort of like device trying to, but it just builds up a bunch of pressure and almost sounds like something under the stonework sort of like pops and you've like broken the trap by clogging it. It had no exhaust. Mm. Um, okay. Uh, so we continue on. Um, and more, since we're doing this, uh, perception checks for Saruk and Anita and Wybert can continue moving up the path. Yes. Just rinsing and repeating. Question mark. Question mark. So the best roll. What were you saying, Saruk, that we should pick these flowers? No. I... You really <laughs> don't want to do that. Uh, as we're doing that, I'm trying to remember what the hell it's called. I'm sitting here googling. Clockwork Bartender. Outlaws of Alkenstar. But I don't think that was its name. Brewer. I'm having Clockwork a brewer. Uh, if the brewer would be so kind to follow behind Halbert and keep the the rear guard. Yeah, for sure. Oh, could we stuff him full of the flowers? I feel like that would be bad for the fermentation <laughs> process, but... Uh, do you want to give me a secret perception check for Saruk again oh, as you yeah, are, yeah, 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 we'll are looking? Uh, you could. You could fill him with anything liquid. Right now he's still full of mostly bread. I think you've given away most of the bread. Bread! He's full of all this bread. Alright, alright. Uh, so, uh... It seems like you've made it through the traps um, because you make it all the way like up the path across the turn. Everything looks clear, oh, and you're kind of every step you get scared that you miss something, but every step continues to go, and it's clear. You know things are going good, and Wybert, you know, is going. The rest of you guys are following behind um, until Wybert gets to like this corner here, and no. then something happens right on the ground. Wybert steps on something and it sets off a pressure plate that nobody noticed. And then this jar shoots up in the air and you can see a jar that is full of like a purple liquid. And right in the middle of that purple liquid is another small thunderstone. And as the jar shoots up in the air, the like thunderstone hits the side and explodes and sends a, you know, it's an exploding jar uh, attack. Um, it is a 10-foot radius, right? It's a 10-foot radius, and I think it's just going to hit Wybert because the rest of you guys are falling, you know, far enough back to not be right on him. Uh, so can Wybert please make a fortitude save? Wybert reflex. Oh, it says privately. <laughs> you probably should never make Wybert sentient because he will come back and murder us all for what we put him through. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I am his things, mother. <laughs> so you did. You did the reflex. Can you also do a fortitude as well? The one I put in chat right there. There's a reflex and a fortitude save as part of this. Okay. Uh, fortitude. Mm. Uh, nobody a thirteen. And on the reflex save, you also got a nineteen, which is decent, but it's still is not enough to pass this. So the glass jar explodes with the thunderstone. The the shards hit Wybert and he takes three piercing damage. Okay. He also takes two sonic damage. So total of five damage for Wybert. And he's actually deafened for one round. From Wybert's perspective, all he hears is a high-pitched squealing noise as it scrambles his sensors. And um, the whole world is drowned out for him. So he's deafened for just a second. Mm. And now he's covered from head to toe in this purple 
die. And he turns around and looks at you, and this poor Wybert is now stained with purple dye. Uh, he technically takes a minus one circumstance penalty to all charisma-based skill checks. On charisma-based skill checks? Okay. Until you can either repaint him or clean it off. Hey, he's purple now? <laughs> he's purple, yeah. Oh, buddy. Okay. Or you can make a disguise check with a kit. Uh, luckily, it wasn't too deadly, but this is this is the first thing. So this is loud, right? Explodes. There's a huge noise. It echoes. A bunch of eyes turn from the street and look in your direction. Wybert's covered in purple dye. Um, and on, like, the sort of, like, there's a little loudspeaker, like, megaphone mounted on top of his house, and you just hear, No solicitors! Go away! You gotta do the... Professor! Yeah. Anita, how do you think he feels about very old friends? (laughs) You know what? I'm not sure, but I hope that he's alright with it. Professor Galby! We're not the sackful bagginses, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> you're, yell- you're yelling um, through, and you can hear kind of from here, uh, there is like a sort of a lot of noise and like small like alchemical explosions coming from inside. Like he sounds like he's like at work. Um, it doesn't really, he's... either he either can't hear you or he's choosing to ignore you when you call out to him. Uh, we so, should oh, move forward. Sorry, Question, DM, or GM. Uh, you said that people are, like, kind of staring at us now. Can they see us through the hedges, or are they just looking at what the loud noise was? Uh, mostly looking at the loud noise. Um, the hedges are not tall enough to block you. If you crouch down a little bit, you could use them to completely cover, but they come up to, like, mid-high on you. So, you know, you people can see you. Alright, so anyone that's close by and kind of lingering within 30 feet, I would just turn to him and, Right, can we help you? No, fuck off then. Get on with your business. Nothing to do with you. And just try to intimidate anyone that tries to come by. Yeah, make a uh, demoralized check here, an intimidation check, I guess. Um, so, I think, uh, we'll, we'll see what your role says, but assuming you don't completely botch this. 16, reasonable. Most people seem to have been, like, looking out of, like, curiosity more than sticking their nose in other people's business. Most people around these parts know to keep their head down and not, you know, don't stick your neck out. Uh, Except for, like, one guy who, like, as he's walking by, just looks at you and just gives you, like, the double fingers. (laughs) But continues walking. Yeah, continues walking. Uh, But most people... After you say that, you can see most people are, like, intentionally refusing to look in your direction and, and not making eye contact. And you do have, like, the, the wire, the chicken fence, the bushes. It's really hard to make an accurate ID on you here. But people are aware that you're, at least generally, in the, the yard. So, yeah. You can pour Wybert, continue moving on. You know, still dyed in purple. I wonder, I think I can do, I think I can dye his token, right? <laughs> <laughs> hmm, I thought you were gonna paint him red, Annie. There I guess no, we, I don't have to. I just have to add a little bit of black in it. I'll go in front of Wyber. I feel so bad for my son. <laughs> okay, so you take over for him and move to the front. As you move up towards the front porch, uh, you course. can see 
Uh, up to the left, the, the stairs go up towards his front door, and to the right, it appears to be like a tool set, shed of some short, sort. Um, but once you pass there, you've definitely broken. Like, people from the street won't be able to see you once you get behind the tool shed. Right, like right here? Yeah. Alright. Well, I'm, st I'm still looking out, so that's like half. Of course, yeah. You guys can give me another yeah. perception check for Saruk and Anita. Hokey dokey. Blaine. Question marks in any case. Perfect. Uh, yeah. It's question marks. So, uh, Anita, you can continue moving up, and Saruk, you can continue moving up. Um, you get over here near, like, the stairs, um, looking up. There's, like, a pair of windows that lead in that are completely boarded up, and then the front door is, like, right up on the porch, as well as the locked tool shed just south of you guys. Uh, Saruk, as, you, as Anita starts, like, making her way up the staircase, you do notice there is another trap that she has missed again. You've caught everyone that's been caught so far. It looks like there is uh, the, all the floorboards on the front porch are sort of raised up in a pressure plate situation, which means the entire front porch is pressure plated. And your eyes drift up towards the window that is completely boarded over. And you can see that the boards are not flush. There are weird angles leaving small gaps. And the, uh, the gaps between, there seems to be like almost the slightest hint of like gun barrels pointing <gasps> out. It looks like the window has sort of gun barrels attached and the pressure plates will probably set them off and uh, trigger anyone on the porch to get shot. Now that being said, the pressure plate, the the, the bullet holes that you, or, sorry, the barrels you see, Saruk, are all mounted at about shoulder level. If you were to crawl, they would fly right over your head. Fucking no bark, Noonan ass. <laughs> I need a no, 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 don't, and then points to. All of the things. I'll try to disarm it again because Wilbert can't crawl. <laughs> okay, yeah. If you want to try to do that, uh, you can try to re you can try to like basically reinforce the pressure plate with like um, some support so that nothing would trigger it. Um, and you can do give me a thievery check for that to reinforce the porch. I think, given where the barrels are and how tall Saruk is, Saruk is going to sit the aid out on this one. <laughs> Probably, probably smart. I think the good thing is here that uh, Anita is at least um, a ten. At least like <laughs> on the ground, she's like setting it off. You know, it's a ten. Okay, a ten is a failure, but luckily it's not a critical failure. So Ooh. you attempt to to reinforce it, and you're having a hard time at, at at everything you try to use. Just is a little bit too big or a little bit too small. In, in your first attempt, you've not successfully disabled the, the pressure plate. Could we just, like, put a rock on it and then everyone bend down, then Wybo will be, like, at the back so that he doesn't get shot at? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right, I tell that to everyone. Did she, uh, Refugule, did she say bend down so you don't get shot? Just sit down, like, crawl, get on your, oh, get on all fours. I thought you said bend down and get a shot. You still got that whiskey, right? I mean, I traded. I actually didn't bring any of the f bigger bottles with me. Of course. All right. But 
he had that little bomb go off with the glass, and now he's going to start his machine gun shooting at us. And don't you think people will, like, come around and hear more of that stuff? Like, Refugio, maybe you can, like, help her out. I could try. One other problem, Anita, um, as you're looking for a rock to kind of weigh the porch down to trigger the pressure plate, there are rocks kind of off the path, but they're all surrounded by that poison. No, no, they're surrounded by that poisonous plant like all over. So you can reach into the like poisonous things and try to carefully extract a rock from them without exposing yourself to the poisonous plants. Or you have to come up with something else heavy on your person that could do it. All right, so I'm going to take off one of my shoes... And then I'll stuff it with my money. Yeah, it's a blast boot, and then I'll stuff it with a little bit of money. Okay. And then I'll put it on the pressure plate. So as you're getting your boot off and stuffing with money, that's fine. A refugee is pushing past to try to disable it in the meantime, right? You oh! Know, like, Excuse me. Excuse me. Saruk's just going to uh, duck down, raise his shield. <laughs> yeah, so go ahead and make that, that thievery check with refugee as Anita. Yeah, is. while I take so, out this my is the, boot. The boot's the backup plan, right? <laughs> Yeah. It'll take you Can't a minute to right. do that and empty your Let's coin pouch into here. your boot. But it'll be heavy. Once you get <laughs> oh my gold. Thievery check, right? Yeah. You can click the one that's in the chat if you want. Alright. Uh, the same the same issue with, um, with Anita is that you are unsuccessfully able to disable it, but luckily you don't trigger it as well. Should I use my boots? Yeah, Anita's standing over here with her boot full of clinking gold and silver Corn. and copper. I truly do not think that is a good idea. Here. If you must set it off with something, Saruk will remove his shield. Pass it forward. Oh, shit. I'm not strong enough for this, Saruk. <laughs> but I'll try. I'll chuck it. No, I don't chuck it, but like I'll bring it down on the pressure. But <laughs> No, <laughs> she can't. Okay. So you, you like I'm assuming that Refugio backs away at that point when they're going to put the shield. Uh, the shield comes out, hits the porch, and then immediately the whole porch f goes down and clicks, and uh, you back out of the way, and um, the porch starts firing. But as you like, kind of duck down and cover your ears, expecting to get blasted by bullets, you see kind of going across the porch, out the window, and like kind of bouncing off the tool shed round after round of what looks to be like a wooden bullet, like a round carved wooden pellet bullet fires out and just like dents the wood and like hits the ground. Um, it's very loud. It makes a ton of noise, but at least it doesn't look like he was arming his, de his defenses with actual lead bullets. It's just wooden carved balls. They would deal some damage. And this thing fires, like it starts firing, right? And it continues firing for what feels like a comically long time. Just like, like multiple shots ringing out. Uh, you hear Gattleby from inside the house just kind of like, can you just come back another time? Oh. Uh, and Is like, he shooting wooden balls at us? <laughs> yes! It's really common where I come from. <laughs> And uh, a full minute passes before this thing like runs out of ammo, and you can still hear it whirring and clicking from inside. It's just, it's run out of ammunition. What the hell? It shot like a hundred rounds at you guys. Oh. And well, now it the sounds safe now. Just littered just... with these these wooden round balls. Honestly, I'd uh, I'd okay. expect them to be brass, refugee. 
That's just me. Right, you think that uh, someone who created an explosive that blew up half the college would have some brass balls, but apparently they're just made of wood. There was a part of me that was expecting this whole place to go up in flames, but I will count my blessings. Sir, easy your shield, Spikey. Yep, Sir takes his shield back. Yep, and it feel, now you're all the way to the front door, and it seems like you've gotten all the traps, question mark, covered. I mean, at least your your instinct was right. It was definitely heavily trapped, Anita. <laughs> Still looking out. I don't trust them. <laughs> For sure, you can give me another secret perception check and with Sewerk too, if you don't yeah, trust. Yeah, better. Another question mark. Hopefully, I find something. But if not, it's pretty par for the course of her ADHD. Yep, you both you both are looking every, like, you're so paranoid at this point. Every single crack, every single board could be something. You're checking the door frame, the ceiling, just paranoid looking around for whatever could possibly be. But neither one of you noticed anything more in the, in the immediate vicinity, like, dangerous. And, uh, Anita, you're able to move right up to the front door. Well, go say hello. Professor Galbey! Bloody hell! You just hear him inside. Like, oh, oh. You hear like of like he knocks something over and a glass like shatters and there's like a small explosion that kind of rings out from inside his house, and you just hear like heavy footsteps, kind of coming across the house your way. And you, just by the way he's walking, you can tell they're angry. Professor Galby, it's Ania. If you don't open the store, I'm gonna open it myself. Anita, Anita, who I don't need anything. What? Phoebe sent us. Phoebe. Well, hate to pick it, you up. Is it that day? Is it already that day? No. And you hear, like, click, click, slide. He's unlocking, like, 12 locks on the inside of his door. And uh, the door opens, and uh, there, standing inside the house in front of you, is Gattleby. So this, everyone, is Vashon Gattleby. Oh, look at him. When you've seen him most of the time, Anita, you know, he was in a lot of his professor's clothing and and dressed up a bit. But he is definitely in, like, heavy working mode. Goggles on, burnt face, tons of, like, smudges and stains. uh, With a cigarette sort of, like, leaning out, like, half burnt, leaning out his lip as just the smoke kind of hangs over him. And you can just see, like, a haze of smoke, like, in his house. And he, like, pulls the cigarette out and he's like, oh. Anita, is that you? Yes, I guess it's safe to say that there's no part not in here because you're just smoking a cigarette. <laughs> you see, like, a, what looks to be almost like a uh, stick of some kind of dynamite thing sticking out of his pocket as he continues smoking. <sighs> well, get in here, get in, come on. Oh, there's a lot of you. He steps aside and, like, invites you all into his, like, house. Come in. Oh, this is Wybert, by the way, Professor. I don't think he saw him. And he's like, yes, yes, Charm, pleased to meet you. And he, like, taps taps his head. He's like, oh, right, uh, sorry about that that die trap. It keeps away the solicitors most of the time. I pull out the Thunderstone and put it on the table as well. Oh, right, thanks. Uh, he looks at it and, like, just slips it into his pocket. Um, but yeah, he invites... He invites a lot of you in into his uh, house if you guys would 
like to come in, or are you just sending Anita in? No, we'll go in. I mean, hell, Reficule. She didn't even uh, say, hey, here's my friends. She just said, look at why. Here's my robot. Yeah. As you kind of come in, like Anita and, and Saruk, you notice that this room is very, like, underutilized, and there's, like, dirt, uh, chairs, cobwebs, and everything. From the door, like, from the front door to, like, the back door into his office, there is a very well-trodden path. Like, Gattleby, you can just tell, like, as you move through here. He doesn't use this room. He only uses this as, like, a way to pass through the room. He's definitely a man that spends his time in his laboratory, not in this sitting room, inviting guests in to sit. So as you kind of step in to his Gattleby's laboratory, you see giant shells, parchment, half-filled beakers. There's lit Bunsen burners, pots of bubbling fluids, all kinds of alchemical like equipment everywhere, like hundreds of gold, hundreds and hundreds of golds worth of alchemical equipment just lying about his, his room. Shelves are overflowing with books. There's glass containers spilling from crates everywhere. There's a terrible, like, pungent odor that's, like, soaked into the floorboards in this room. Gattleby sits there in the middle of it, kind of stooped over. Cigarette in his lip. It's kind of burning out. He's, like, drops it to the floor, squishes it out, pulls a new one out, and starts lighting it. He kind of goes over to the cage, and you can see the, the cage doors open, and there's like a chameleon on, right there. And Gattleby is like feeding his chameleon um, some pellets that he has. And he's like scratching his head, and he turns around like, Oh, Bolts, I'm sorry that I kind of lost track of the day. Is it sure today's the day that I, I, Phoebe sent you? Yes, it is, and we actually don't have much time, so if you're prepared, which you look like you are, we should get going. Do you have everything on you? Well, not even a chance to catch up, Anita. I mean, I saw the papers. Did you really kill a guy? No, I didn't. I mean, that's what the paper said. I mean, do you really believe what all the papers said, Professor Gattleby? Remember what the paper said about you? What did the paper say about me? Oh, goodness gracious. Professor, we're not the only ones trying to get you here. Get you out of here. I mean, can't oh, we so just... nice to see you. Can't you just come back in like three days? I'm really, really close to a breakthrough here. No, we can't. We've already... All right. So the first day, we've already waited four days for this one. So giving you three more is really pushing it a little bit. I mean... Alright, if you want to go that fast, I, I, I do... Are you going to at least introduce me to your... He looks past you friends here? Oh, of course! Alright, so you've already met Wybert next to Wybert with a hat. That's how Brent... And then next to this bartending clockwork, there's Saruk. It's hard to miss him. He's really tall. And then yeah. Rafi, move a little bit so he could see you. That's Rafiqul. Everyone, this is Professor Gattleby. Do you still need to go to the brewery? Oh, right. Yes, that's the uh, Dunsmiths. They're her agent said shouldn't be a problem right I mean I we just came from there so 
I did leave some what important did you need? stuff there. You you came from there. It was the wasp, wasn't it? You left the wasp. It was the, it was the stuffed animal. I know it was the stuffed animal. That thing's pretty cute. Uh, I mean, wasp. Uh, shit. I mean, it, I haven't been there in, in oh, shit, oh, going on two years now. No, no, no. Wasp. I, I don't. I don't know anything about wasps. Bolts. Was it a stuffed lion? A stuffed lion. Do I? He like gestures wildly at his like laboratory. Like, do you see any stuffed animals here? You have a chameleon. I left something very important. Stuff that I would normally just go get myself, but uh, these days I can't even leave the blasted house without every bootlicker, bomber, and bureaucrat now can start pawing at me. So I figure, hey, let's kill two birds with one stone. You guys take the heat, and I get what I need to get. Did we find anything else? Uh, we found oh, Annie's there. got some paper with like a recipe. Oh, like I did. Making chicken or something. Maybe it's no. some of that alcohol. Ah, uh, it's yeah, it was the booze, wasn't it? Listen, what I need to get is personal. It's personal stuff. I was told this wasn't going to be an issue. Besides, I already, I, I already kind of told someone you I'd be there. Me. Wait, <laughs> you told someone that you'd be at the brewery? Oh uh, yeah. Wait, the adventurers? No, no, no. What? No, no, no. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. You kids just wouldn't understand. Well, maybe you would. And he kind of like gives like a little nod to, to Hal. Right, old timer. You ha- you, your word is your bond, right? Professor, I'm not sure you quite know the, uh, the, the full meaning of a covert undercover mission to get you out of this house. I mean, you lot seem more than capable. Anita here murdered someone. At least I thought she did. Maybe I'm kind of rethinking this plan now. Like, it's like how- five people. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I figure it, I, I need to get this. You promised you would take me, right? That's all that matters. It's settled. I'm so sorry, but just step forward. Anita, you know what he's looking for. Is it this paper? I assume. And then, and then I show him the first draft of his Pyre Knight formula. Is it this kind You hold it up. He he comes over and he's Look like, like close to me. <laughs> yeah, he, he reaches for it and you pull it away from him. He's like, you can't ask me. what What is it? Well, I just don't want you to take it away from me. I'll just hold it. You can look at it. You got goggles on. Where did you get that? And he reaches for it and tries to like take it from you. Hey! He's like physically coming at you now and either like getting in your space and like trying to snatch it out of your hand. Wybert's gonna get in between us. Yeah, will as well. Everybody just immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna step uh, back and then yeah. Yeah, so everyone gets there, right? The tension goes up. He kind of backs off a little bit, um, but you can see that like just you having that is like very. It's like having a page out of his personal diary, man. And you just showed it to him. It's like... Is it this one? No, it's it? not that. Whatever. That's That's gotta be... Old. No. Tell you what. You go ahead and build that, sweetie. And we'll see how good it goes for you. 
All right. You know, the reason we're asking is because it's safer for us to just get you from me and then just bring you back at the, uh, what you call it? That, that place with Phoebe. Yeah, the bar. The uh, safe house. Not going to work. She won't give it to anyone but me. And he drops the cigarette on the floor and squishes it out. La. Reficule just looks over towards Hal and just mouths, Sweetie. <laughs> Listen, let me just reset the cra- traps real quick and uh, and grab Slick. And he like turns and looks around. He's like, Ah, oh, Bolt! Where'd that blasted lizard go? And the chameleon, you look back at the cage and the chameleon is just gone. It was right in the front of the cage and in this ensuing conversation, it's like disappeared around. Like it's just slipped out of the cage. And he looks for like just a minute uh, and he looks around the office and he's like, Ah, why don't you lot find Slick? I'm just going to reset the traps, grab my bag, I'll be ready to go. And he kind of um, starts like uh, making his way towards the back bedroom. Do you need anything else from it? Except for Slick? Nope, just Slick and my bag. Okay. So, you just want Slick, not Slick's tail. Oh, he's a lizard. <laughs> he like literally stops in his tracks and looks back at you, and like just like a huge plume of smoke comes out of his mouth. What? You just need the just, front part. Just find the damn lizard. He's a chameleon, as a matter of fact. And uh, door opens, and Tastes the same. <laughs> as as he does, right um, back in in the laboratory. Um, you're looking around. Everyone's eyes goes to where the chameleon might be. Um, you're immediately drawn to the sound of breaking glass and shattering wood because over on the uh, I'm gonna move you for a second. How over on the um, the bench where his laboratory is, he uh, you immediately see what appears to be a chameleon that is growing to the size of a horse and slick the chameleon kind of stumbles off the breaking uh the thing his tail thrashing wildly sending glass everywhere spilling chemicals a giant tail goes right over your head hal the tail you were just mentioning right you duck under it a horse-sized chameleon is now thrashing wildly about the middle of this place in like panic <laughs> and, <God. laughs> and Gattleby is just like his head comes back in the doorway and he's like oh bolts Slick's gotten into the gross serum again you guys see the shrink potion anywhere oh, never mind what I'm asking you for just take care of this and like closes the door to his bedroom you um, know he actually warms up to you kind of this I mean, is your just... your favorite professor Honey. Yes, he's really smart, Revy. He's he's just you know hard to stomach sometimes. Yeah. Mm. So as, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, the, the the chameleon. So it doesn't look aggressive, but it looks panicked, and in its panic, it is just thrashing wildly and is a danger to you just by virtue of being a panicked animal in this crowded enclosed space. Hal Brent is staring at the tail of this chameleon. 
<laughs> Licking your lips. It's a big old lizard tail. Yum, yum. It's a buffet. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and roll initiative. And also, <laughs> you guys can what? add plus two thanks to how scouting. What? Even in this moment of waiting for, you know, waiting for uh, something to happen, you somehow were, were ready for this and got everyone ready for this specific situation. So. Ah, but my uh, my 10 steps always gives me a plus two. That. Natural 20 for how? Oh, oh you, you rolled it secret, but I will reveal it because you did roll a... Crits in the chat. Crits in the chat. Let's go. Crits in the chat. Uh, I will roll... I will roll for the chameleon. It gets a 21. Slick's art is terrifying. My god. I know. Sure for those who are afraid of. Uh, yeah, let's see if I can pull up the full art for. It's the ridges those always make them look don't. angry, you know. <laughs> oh boy! He's <laughs> got sideways hands like a damn claw machine. He's got two back legs, you know, two pairs of back legs and one pair of front legs, and then he's got. He's so big, he's just knocking over bottles. Ooh, look at Ooh, that! Another natural twenty. 20. Yes, good. The plot armor comes through. <laughs> but um crits in the chat yeah for sure crits in chat for that we are going into combat so uh yeah we're we're starting so Saruk, the situation is getting out of hand the this chameleon again it's not aggressive it's not like trying to hurt you guys but in its panic state its tails flying around you know things are the laboratory, the bottles he's knocking over are sort of exploding. Um, there is like explosions and like you, not explosions, but you can see like smoke and chemicals reacting as they're being spilled, which looks to be a dangerous situation in the lab around you. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> okay, so is it possible that like nature to command an animal to like try to calm this thing down for sure yeah he's in a heightened state so it, it makes it a little harder but you could absolutely try to use nature and um and sort of command this animal or at least calm it try to calm it down 100 this is something you can attempt a step forward gotta roll the thing Ooh, that was almost a 20 pretty close so 19 total you step you, you so uh, you kind of step forward. You're trying to calm this thing. Um, with a 19, it seems to be like not enough to calm this thing as it's not even reacting to your presence or noticing you. You've not managed to connect with it on that level. Ah, hell's bells. Can I try again? I think I think it's just... Uh, let me just see. Command an animal is a one-action thing. It's no, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can uh, for sure uh, try it again. There's nothing okay. to stop you from doing that. So we're just gonna that's even worse. Alright, that's worse, um, and again, you're trying to, to command it, and it's it's just not paying attention to you. Notice me, chameleon. Okay, we're gonna try one more time. If this fails, I'm gonna hero point it. It almost certainly does. 16 is gonna fail. So we're gonna, oh, whoop, that's not my initiative. Heck, <laughs> uh, I hit the wrong button. 
Gonna try to reroll that. Mm-mm, damn. 20. 20? 20. So, uh, with a 20, you do manage... I'm gonna move you up in initiative because yeah, he, he got dropped down. Uh, with a 20, you manage to make eye contact with this thing, and you're like kind of doing this sort of slow motion. What are you trying to... You're trying to make it like stop and calm down, right? Yeah, under the presumption that whatever it just drank will eventually run out, just like a hey... Calm down. Don't swing your tail around. I. The only pet reptiles I've ever had, the only way to get them to stop moving is to feed them. Uh, are there perhaps like a jar of crickets or something nearby that I can pick up? There is, over by his cage, there is absolutely, like, a bunch of pellets that Gallaby was feeding him. The problem is, is they were pellets for, like, a normal-sized chameleon, not a horror-sized chameleon. (laughs) So we just pop the top. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't look like much. But it is on the other side of the lab from you. Oh, fair, fair. And you've used all three of your actions here. But you've managed to calm it. It's, like, locked eyes with you. It's made this connection with you. You've calmed it. It's, It's stopped thrashing around for this round, at least. Someone find the potion. It's okay. It's all right, little one who's much bigger than me. Stroke the snoot. <laughs> and that brings us to Hal's turn. I would like to look in this area near where he is standing to see if he can find some kind of thing that says growth potion, shrink potion. <laughs> Which one do you want? The growth potion or the shrink potion? You want to grow yourself? Because we can do that. Uh, you can hear Gattleby, like, mumbling from the door. He's just like, he's like, it's a, whoa, it's a greenish, yellow, blue, kind of bubbly, I guess. I don't know. So that you're using oh, that as a, like, thing to go on. <laughs> so there's two ways you can do this, right? One is you can spend an action to look and search and make a roll. Two, you could uh, use all three of your actions on your turn to basically do rudimentary chemical testing of all the stuff until you find what you're pretty sure is it. Yeah, that perception, is not right? My perception is my my go-to. Let For me uh, take a look. Sure. All right. Let's see what happens. Where is that damn potion? Twenty-two. 22 nice uh you're you're going through the the craziness and by the way his workshop is maybe organized in some manner that makes sense to his brain but it makes no sense to the average person looking at it It looks disconnected it looks chaotic it looks haphazard but somehow through all of that your eyes focus in on a potion and you snatch it up and it's like a bluish green slightly bubbly potion it's not labeled at all but you're pretty sure you have in your hand the correct potion. Hal's going to look longingly at this lizard tail. <laughs> it's a nice While solid chunk of grasps tail. onto this shrink potion and I'll look back towards Saruk. I think I got it. And I will shake it back and forth. Uh I get, maybe it'll okay, alright, here we go. Pop open the top and I will Try to feed it to this creature. Yeah. So here's the thing. Even though this thing is calmed, it still isn't like trained and it's not used to feeding this. So luckily you're not throwing it at a thrashing chameleon, like trying to go crazy, but you are like approaching it and trying to like basically pour it into its mouth, right? So normally this would be either an acrobatics or an athletics check to sort of wrestle it in there. This case is calm. So if you would have liked to do it 
as a nature check, I will 100% allow that. Come on. Nature? Nature to, uh, you can do it nature or you can do it acrobatics and athletics. You want to like wrestle him and force it in or like slip it in quickly. Those are both choices. If you would choose to do it calmly, then we'll do it as a nature check. Kobe, definitely not <laughs> nature. Okay. I'm like, I do not know how to wrestle these. I don't know how to like feed these things. I usually just wrestle them and take their tail. So I'm okay. going to quickly grab him around the yeah. scruff of his neck. And, and if, if you him. come up with any other creative solutions, I'm all for it. But for sure, you can make an athletics check. Strictly speaking, there is a faster rate of absorption in another round <laughs> of oh. Where are you shoving this potion? <laughs> Just saying. Oh, it was a natural 20 for a second. Hero point. Let's hero point hero it. Hero point. 23. Nice. And like that, without any issue, uh, you manage to get the potion, find it, put it into the creature's mouth, pour it in. You can see, like, around its mouth, it starts quivering. It's going to take a minute or so for this thing to kick in, but you've got the potion, like a moment or two for it to kick in. You've got the potion in its mouth. You fed it. Assuming it's the right potion, we're all good. Yeah. Right after that... It becomes well. I guess technically it's Anita's turn. Anita, what would you like to do? Um, I would. In case it's not the right potion, I'm gonna. I'm gonna look for a, a shrink potion on my side as well. In okay. case, just give me a case. perception check. I'm gonna use all three actions. Oh, you're gonna do okay. So give me a crafting mm -hmm. check. Oh, okay. It's a lower DC and it's a crafting check if you're going to do let's the go, meth methodical crafting route. Let's go, let's go, let's go. 21. Yeah, 21. You come up with a potion that's bluish green, little yellow and bubbly. Um, you're pretty sure you found another shrink potion on this side of the lab. That's it for my turn. That is true. That is all three of your turns. You turn around, like looking at the thing, ready to go in case this one doesn't work. Mm -hmm. um, the lizard on its turn, it thrashes just a little bit and then you watch as like, how you're like licking your lips, looking at that giant tail, and it shrinks into its butt. The hands, the arms, it starts shrinking. The whole creature just curls up into itself and turns into a chameleon that's like hovering, like, you know, five feet off the floor and begins descending onto the floor. And you put your hand out and catch the little chameleon, and it lands right in the palm of your hand. Much less harmful in this state. Okay. Already. Oh, the tiny chameleon. Um, Anita, right behind you at this point, um, some of the chemicals that have been like spilled onto the thing explode in an explosion. A, a burst of energy on this side of the lab. I need you to make a... It's a, an explosive catalyst. I need you to make a oh base reflex save. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that is a 12. Okay, that is a failure. You take yeah. uh, sweet. I'm gonna roll a d6 real quick. This is uh, slashing damage, so it ends up being like shards of glass slash across you. Five points of damage. Um, but as as this thing shrinks down into its normal size, and as the uh, the chemicals sort of like fizzle out, they stabilize. That's it. 
there's no other uh there's you've you've dealt with the situation in a very relatively peaceful manner in one quick round wow congratulations you guys so as as the lizard shrinks down and Hal catches it just on the other side you see Rafi just pointing his gun at you were we not supposed to shoot it no Maybe, depending on how the situation's got out of hand, and then there's an explosion. I need a shit. Are you okay? <laughs> I told you, I got it. Yeah, we got it. It's totally fine. It was the lizard, the chameleon, his tail. Fucking a. Fucking a, indeed. What happened if I shot it? <laughs> that is hard to prove with the current information. I'm going to patch up the disprove it, though, can you? Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's a success on the, 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 the tree wounds. kind, sir. Very nice. Over in the other room, the camera kind of cuts over, and we see Gattleby in his room, like, while you're doing all this. He's got a bucket of wooden bullets, like, sitting near the inside of the machine. On, on the inside of the wall, you can see this whole gun sort of contraption set up, and it's got a giant hopper. It just takes a barrel of these wooden bullets and refills the hopper. And uh, puts it down, looks around his room, grabs his coat, grabs his little go bag that he's packed, and kind of opens the door into the scene. Everything is, like, smoking. There's, like, a haze in the air. Uh, Hal, you're holding Slick, who's, like, kind of, like, crawled up your arm and is, like, you know, playing on you. And he just looks, seems like you all have it uh, quite well underhand after all. The chameleon are larger where I come from. No problem. He looked a little different. I'm not sure if that is his <laughs> natural display of whatever he does. Animal instinct, or does he grow back his tail? Like, if I pulled it off, would his tail grow back? Ooh, I've never actually tried. Could be an interesting experiment. But no, no, maybe we shouldn't talk about removing my lizard's tail. Although... I'll let you do it. and Let me know. I'd, I'd like to see that. If I ground up lizard tail and added it to the molasses, would that maybe... He pulls out a little notebook and he like scribbles something into his notebook and tucks it away. Well, ready to get going. I'll look back to the group and look back to Gattleby. Just tighten up my bandages. Yes. Yep. All right. All right. On to the brewery. Uh, now, y'all said you've been there before. Is that right? Indeed. And uh, it was... It was all clear? I mean... I'm sure. We got some red. We ran into some others, but we convinced them to leave. And the oozes and the points to the the clockwork that is following Saruk. Yeah, no, (laughs) we should be fine. He does go over there and he sees the clockwork and, uh, and he's like, wait a minute. Did you steal this from us? Is it your brewery? Once upon a time it was. Huh. I didn't know that. Interesting story. Let's talk and walk about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, he grabs his he grabs his thing. He looks over his workshop. He's got a little go bag of things he needs that he finds important. Um, you see him kind of fondly look back over his, uh, his workshop and... Uh, kind of like looks a little solemn to himself, nods and uh, heads to the front door with you guys. Uh, before you go out the front door though, he kind of stops right on the inside of the door and he's got like this giant lever that he says, 
We'll have 60 seconds before it starts firing again. And he pulls the lever down and then ushers you quickly out the front door <laughs> before the pressure plates reset on the porch. Oh, be- before any of that, Steve, is it okay yeah. if Anita just grabs like whatever potion that she sees? Oh, yeah. The workbenches? Yeah. That's fine. Actually, um, if, it's a, if there's more that grows. Because through. this actually, I kind of forgot this. Because you guys were able to deal with this in a peaceful manner and not murder his pet, he actually is a little uh, happy with you guys. Um, he does offer you some um, some uh, supplies from his workshop that he thinks you might need. So maybe as you're leaving, he's just like, like here, just take this, and he shoves a bunch of like things in your guys' direction. I'm going to reveal this uh, reward uh, treasure thing right here. But he hands you some Thunderstones, some Tanglefoot bags, some antidotes, a mutagen, and even some healing potions that you guys can divvy up as you guys see fit. Um, just little knickknacks, things that survived the chameleon, like destroying his lab, that he says he might as well just hand over f- for you guys. Huh. Who wants to carry these for now? Sir, will take the Elixirs of Life. I could take the tangle foot. You want me to take all of this? I can just carry it for you. Sure. I got plenty of room in my backpack. Oh, yeah? All right. Yes, please. Oh, yeah. I can't carry any of it anymore. And so you actually see him kind of for the first time kind of eyeing Wybert just a bit. And he's just kind of... So this is Wybert, eh? And uh, you watch as um, he's got like a chemical mixture in his hand and a little like cloth and you watch him like putting it onto the cloth and he's like wiping wiper and every time he wipes it it kind of wipes some of the purple dye away oh thank you I mean you don't have to do that I I could if you could give me the bottle I'll just I'll clean it I'll clean them up myself when we get to Phoebe's without a pause he immediately just like hands you the rag and the bottle of like sure right right okay Uh, it's fine work though fine work Thank you. You should see his cool. I've seen cores before. Is there's you can't just like lead like come on a little more. What's what's with this core? Nah, uh, Mister Gatobi. So just says they're all saying that we have to leave. Well, they're they're giving up. Fine, we'll talk. You should be at it for hours. I know. And and as you are divvying up the treasure, uh, shifting past him. Now we get to where he says sixty seconds, and pulls the lever. And you can all like kind of rush out the the front door um, and out of his place. And um, he loads his fucking golf range cannon. That is ingenious, <laughs> but also terrifying. <laughs> you know, Professor. Uh, I think something a bit heavier and more substantial than wood would be a bit more of an effective defensive measure. You've clearly never been hit in the side of the head with a tall. Mm. I mean, it's more of a deterrent, young one, than a deadly device. I just don't like solicitors. Usually right. the so persistent enough. No, no. Like, the propulsive device I, I definitely don't want enough to deal permanent damage. Why would I want to Just build enough to keep people deadly? away from your home so they're not trying to talk to you about your construction's extended warranty. <laughs> or like <laughs> Knocking on the door, trying to tell me they want to buy my formula, they want to buy me, they want to pay me off, they want me to come work for them. Ah, oh, bolts, it's just too much. Any kind of deterrent. I mean, Refi's right, though. I mean, I knew this kid in chemistry class when I was younger. He made these, what are they, made out of brass? Coated them with brass. That's what it was. 
Nobody would go near him, especially when it rained. You went to chemistry class? Yeah. Huh. I mean, it was a long time ago. Fair enough. Uh, did you have Professor Nguyen? No, no. A Blythe here, right? Not here. Oh. No, no. I no, mean, that's the only college. Like what, what, not here. Well, what university did you study at? I'm sure I've maybe lectured there. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't a university. It was a uh, back in middle school. Just community a, college. <laughs> a strange lot here, but no, no, no. We don't. We don't need to kill people. We just need to chase them away, and it mostly works. And you guys are walking and talking, and you guys have your eyes out. You know the streets are packed with people. You're moving up and down the streets, keeping an eye for anything that might uh, potentially, you know, be following you, but. It seems to be fairly clear, and you're kind of having this conversation with them. After about like 20, 30 minutes of this sort of methodical, careful movement across the city, we come towards the place that you guys knew was a potential issue. In all of your scouting, this is the only way to connect from Steamhaven to where his... Uh, brewery was and that is through the infamous bottleneck bridge a small bridge over a, a portion of the Ustradi not the main river but just a small rivulet that kind of comes across with all the construction going on in the area bottleneck bridge becomes the only way across and because your scouting has given you this intel you are ready if something was to happen, if something's going to go down, if somebody was smart enough to plan an ambush, it would be here. And as you move closer towards the bridge, you look towards those suspicious stalls, the ones that had cigar butts with like gunpowder in them, ones that you guys have tipped off the cops, the shield marshals to the day before. And as you move by, you kind of lower your hat because you see the place is swarming with health inspectors. It's been red taped off. And the workers who would normally be there are gone. And there's a quick flash to a couple of powder keg punk gunners that have been rounded up and thrown into a jail cell. So you've successfully removed some of the threat facing you guys here at Bottleneck Bridge. Did we do we hear any like murmurings or anything of uh, of how the march is going? There doesn't seem to be like your eyes are open, right? There doesn't appear to be any sign of the march, at least in this neck of the woods where you are. But you occasionally hear a small group of people kind of moving across you and kind of going in a different direction. Uh, and they've got like signs and colorful clothing and they're like practicing their chants. There's definitely signs of people heading towards it, but it feels like it's in a different area than where Gattleby is currently. But you don't hear loud chanting. You don't see a huge march of people and you don't, you know, there doesn't appear to be any violence going on at least. See what stays on. Do we just blend in with everybody, or are we gonna climb the roofs and scale the buildings and all that good stuff? Or what? What? What do you think there? I think we could try and blend in with everybody because if we try to scale up those buildings, I don't think why would we try? But I don't think we'll be successful at it. I ain't climbing shit. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Indeed, I think it's been working well so far. Let's just get to the brewery. 
I've yeah. been wiping Wybert this whole time, <laughs> by the way. Wiping in like he, he's going through. Okay. Um, so, uh, so it basically goes pretty uneventfully up until you kind of move across the bottleneck bridge. And this is where everyone's on high alert. Everyone's eyes are looking around. You're ready for anything to happen. As you sort of, sort of make your way, make my way over this bridge, you find yourself like in the middle of like a crowd, right? The people are thick. There's carts going back and forth. Um, you're like essentially having to like stay real close to Gattleby just not to lose him in the crowd. But there's a lot of people here. It, it is not a a empty place as Bottleneck Bridge, but it also makes it a little harder to notice other things going on and as your eyes are darting around there is a sort of explosion that kind of goes off about 10 feet to your side right on the bridge and right in the middle of this crowd of people there's a a a quick flash of green fire that rains out um that kind of like catches on people and people are running around screaming on fire uh some of the carts on the side start burning and there's like this scream as people start like basically running for it. And the crowd starts thinning out and bumping into you. And you're trying to avoid, you know, losing Gattleby in this chaos. And through that, at the far end of the bridge where you guys are coming across, you see three people standing there dressed in purplish, colorful clothing. One of them is holding a, uh, a handgun, like a, um, a f- what is it? It's a lock. A flintlock pistol, like sitting there, and then flanked on either side, you see some people kind of they've thrown their like little shawls off coming out of the stalls on the far end, and they you can just see they've got this jars of these green fire like strapped to their body everywhere, and uh, they point in your direction with the gun and say, "There they are, boys, get them." What in the Game of Thrones green fire is this? Yeah, the green fire is a little different Ooh, from what you're used to. What a nice map. Yeah. I wonder the, where you can get it. This one is actually part of the adventure. This is Bottleneck Bridge as normal. What I put out on Patreon today is an alternate take on this, which is Bottleneck Alley, which replaces the bridge with an alley with the same battle map dimensions that fits in It the looks theme. nice. But this one, yeah. this one is the core one that came with it. So I can't take credit for this one. But I will let you guys position yourselves um, wherever you think you would be. Gattleby's in the middle of you and on the far side. Remember, there's still tons of people, so it's kind of like a crowded area. There are some enemies that are like uh, popping out on the other side of the bridge. Saruk will, when that happens, if there's time, command the clockwork to protect Gattleby and stay with him. Yeah, I'll be staying with Gattleby too. I'll be in front of him. This is this is what the sort of powder keg punk gunner Ooh, looks like. Tiny little things. Yeah, they're they're like different powder keg punk members are different like ancestries, but the ones here it looks like there's basically one goblin and two humans is the one that you're facing right now. Is she not a gnome? The artwork might be a gnome on this one, but they're not. It's not like the whole gang is all gnomes or anything. They're they're an eclectic mix, but that artwork is potentially yeah potentially a gnome. Makes sense. It's hard with no scale, right? Like she could be eight feet tall for all we know. I mean, I see the the pointy ears, the very like very colorful hair, the big fuck off eyebrows. I see <laughs> yeah. character art for the AP, and like mm, I should have played that instead. That's so much cooler mm-hmm. than my character concept. God damn it! <laughs> 
So I will start an encounter. We can go ahead and roll initiative. Plus two for scout. So yeah, plus two for scout. And because you guys came into this so prepared, you get another plus two uh, circumstance bonus in addition to the Damn, status bonus from so scout. Plus four. So plus four total to your uh, to your initiatives. Nice. So it's, it's my scout of oh. circumstance. Saying it like it's one EL. Circumstance is stack. Yours is circumstance? So let's make yep. the other one a status bonus. So we'll, I don't, I don't yeah. want them to stack. I want it to be plus four because in addition to your scouting, your your scouting ability, I want it to 26. be... 26. Yeah, so make it a total plus four. Wow. What direction do you want to go to for the brewery? You're going north? from north to south on this bridge. Okay, we want to go south. We got, we want to go past them then. Yeah, they are. They have okay. come across the other side. Now, the, play, the people that you you already took out ahead of time would have been behind you, kind of surrounding you. Oh, but luckily, I see. you've taken over uh, the other side. Um, so God, you've removed God. some of the enemies that you could have been facing in this fight. That's a 24 for Refi. Whew. And how that 19 was already with the plus six? Yes, sir. Plus four, yeah, sorry, plus four. Uh, okay, perfect. I just want to make sure, because you were one off the other enemy. I want to make sure you didn't bump it up. All right, well, we are... Let's do this. Do it. Do it. Do it now. Divide is trying to jam. Yes. Get to the brewery. So up front, <laughs> off the top, winning an initiative is Anita. Kieran Ulysses uh, Mendoza. Okay. So for my first action, I'm going to pull out. Do I need it now? No, not yet. I'm actually going to yeah, delay got a my natural turn. One. Of course not initiative. You're going to delay? Yes, I will delay my turn. Awesome. All right. That brings us to uh, Reficule. All right. I will take my free... Well, at the same time, my free action. So I'm stepping 10 feet, and as I do, pushing the trench coat back and drawing the gun. 10-foot step. 10-foot step, yep. And uh, they all have this green fire on them. So, the ones here, these ones that like, have these other token, these are the mm-hmm. ones that are covered in the green fire, but the one with the gun is just holding, like, a flintlock pistol. I'd like... Although, mm, yeah, the other ones are very clearly just wearing them all over. Mm-hmm. This one, you don't see anything openly. She might have something on her, but it's not, does like... This, does this one have any cover from where I'm standing? Let's see. From where you're standing... Yeah, all three of them from where you're standing would have some sort of cover between the bridge and the uh, sort of market stall they're standing in. I don't want to go too far forward. I'll stay where I'm at, see how it goes. Alright. I'm going to target the one next to the not gnomish lady. Okay, yep. By the lines. Mm hmm. And uh, I'd like to shoot. A bottle of the green fire that's on him. Oh, you're aiming specifically for the bottle of green Let's fire. Go. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know that there's a called shot in Pathfinder 2. There is with a feat. So let me just look at this feat real quick. So if you have the call shot feat, there's no penalty to it. So what I'm going to say is I will let you aim for the alchemist fire on the body for sure. I'm just going to give it a. It's it's a harder shot. It's going to be a four AC higher than the than the base target to hit that specific That's thing. That's fine. 
I need to draw the pistol, part of my free action. Yeah, yeah. Alright. Mary Chrysler. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna use a hero point. Let's use a hero point, because this is... Okay, two things. First of all, this is a moment for a hero point. I love it. Secondly, take an extra hero point for even trying this, because this is all awesome. Alright, let's go. Happy freedom. Oh. Okay. 23 is actually exactly what you need to hit the Let's flyer go. with the 4 AC Ooh. bonus. So you, the shot rings out through the through the crowd, hits the like alchemist fire on his body, and I think go ahead and roll damage for your shot too because he's wearing it on his chest. It's gonna go through the alchemist fire into itself into him. That's five points of damage. All right, five points of damage, and the alchemist fire explodes. Let me just see. Okay, so the alchemist fire explodes. It deals one d eight. Let me just. Can I roll this? Yeah. So it's it's one d eight fire damage to him. So he takes only one. <laughs> of course, you never roll high against yourself. However, he is. Week three to fire, so it deals four damage to him. Wild. Could have been 12. Right? 11. The, the fire explodes out and hits the person next to him for one uh, point of splash damage, I think it is. One point of splash damage to him and to her. So he takes another point of damage. She takes... Would that also trigger the weakness? She doesn't have the weakness. Only he does. But would the persistent damage trigger the weakness again? Oh, yeah. He, he's also now persistent damage one fire. So I will add that to him. When that when that ticks on his yeah. turn, it will trigger the weakness. But doing this as he takes damage, he burns and you smile, Refugio, right? You've done exactly what you wanted. This feels good. As he's burning, he's looking back through the flames and he's grinning at you and he's loving it. And he's bathing himself in the fire, and it does not scare or mess with his brain at all. In fact, it emboldens him. And as he looks at you, because you've dealt fire damage to him, he's going to demoralize you using the visual trait instead of the um, auditory trait. Like I, I don't know if demoralize or it'd be more confused. <laughs> same same outcome, but more, more confusion. It's a twenty-five. <laughs> And that's your will save, so that's a critical success. You become frightened too. He's so good. Is he in range? Um, there's no. This one is. Uh, I'm gonna say there's not like a. Uh, it's not the. Since th it's not auditory, I'm gonna take away the thirty foot auditory sort of thing. This is. This is very obviously affecting. Refugees. Watching someone who's been set on fire and they're okay with and they're still yeah, burning with a smile on their face. Uh, but that's only your yeah, Ruffy just just cocks his head like, "What the hell is going on?" Yeah, it's only your first. Uh, action. And then craps his pants. Yeah. <laughs> Second action, I will uh, use Recontour's reload. Um, they're all out of range. Hmm. They are out of range for the the audio one. You could step forward and then do it if you want, but you don't want to be too close. I will call out. In Twitch chat, No Way Really just gave a plot armor to Reficule for 5,000 channel points. So Reficule, you two are now feeling emboldened by the plot armor. No right. way, really? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, second action, I, I will reload. 
Third action, I will hold a feint to uh, aid with the next attack. Perfect. All right. It's a hell of a turn. Uh, Saruk. Oh, the turn indeed. Okay, so I think Saruk is going to just... There are people with one explosions. One alchemist fire off his inventory sheet because you blew it up. <laughs> Anyways. You shot the loot. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I guess. Yeah. There uh, is... Because the... there's crowds even around these people, so some of them moved away, but like as the alchemist fire exploded, his tent's burning, uh, and you, you can see like... These explosions have collateral damage here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, like, are any of these, like, difficult terrain from pushing through a crowd? Or... How dare. I think I'm going to say no, just keep things easy. Excellent. So we're going to fire... Plus, you're oh. big enough. You People are moving out of your way if you come out of... 5-10. Shrook is going to just stride to the edge of the bridge and uh-huh. raise a shield, which he doesn't have equipped. Put your shield on! Put your shield on, Shrook. You can't always use it to trigger golf-based traps. <laughs> Ooh, that's a shiny new aura that I am not used to seeing. That is pretty. Okay, that'll do it for me. Is that? That was two strides? Yeah, strides, strider is a shield. All right. Up next. Oh, I guess technically, Anita, you've been holding your action. Did you want to go now? No, not, not yet. yet. Okay. So up next comes these, uh, these people. So uh, the one that's on fire, like enjoys like the the burning sensation uh you actually watch as they uh they come out from behind where they are and they take a stride action to move to here very calmly and casually as they do that they're they've drawn with each hand while they're burning an alchemist fire in each hand and they're just like (laughs) and like walking right at you reficule and makes two strikes he's using a, a thing he has called bombing run which is draws two bombs strides and makes two strikes during the stride so either at any point either after or during so this is still 30 feet they don't have the passive that increases their range so this is at a minus one penalty or minus two range penalty which is cool so let's throw two alchemist fires at you the first one is a 16 Nine. which misses thanks to the range penalty so that it misses you the fire does hit the ground splashes out it deals one point of fire damage to uh hal and reficule so you can take that one fire splash damage and then it throws the second one as well with the penalty uh 16 also misses so you guys just take another splash damage and it's used two more of its alchemist fires this one has popped out and like saruk you got your shield raised no it has he has he has his battle plan so he actually uh strides up he does the same thing he does the bombing run thing which is two actions strides like past you saruk you got your shield up and it just kind of like walks past you with the two things one of them as he's walking past you one of them he chucks at you with the first one. So that's an Alchemist Fire Strike on Saruk. Uh, that is a 23, Rude. which just hits, I think. Yeah, it does. I will block it. Okay. Uh, five points of fire damage. Your shield will absorb all of that. You do take one more fire splash damage. And as you look down, the green fire has kind of caught you a little bit. And you are persistent burning one from the fire gotcha. damage. Uh, and, and with the second one, looks up and checks it again. Uh, this time at how? Still at the range penalty uh, and the map penalty. 
17 is going to miss you by one, I believe, with the range penalty. Uh, yep. So you just take the one splash damage for you and Reficule. Oh, at the end of his turn, the fire damage triggers one point of fire damage, which bumps it up to four because it's actually uh, weak to that. But he's still burning, still cackling, still alive. Concern. Yeah, I think Hal is going to run up here while he's pulling his Kopesh. And he will take a swipe, a snagging strike at this creature. Okay. Strikes. Uh, 18. Oh, actually, um, I'm sorry. It had cover when it's not supposed to. And 18 hits. Uh, excellent. You pull the burning, cackling man in in a nice embrace. 11. Nine. Yeah, you run him through. Um, and uh, he falls like his last breath is like cackling in laughter as he like his eyes roll back in his head and he's still laying at your feet like charred and dying. That's my turn. Stride, draw, strike. Okay. Uh, so now you want to go, uh, Nita? Yeah. All right. Yes, please. Oh, yeah. My bad. I keep forgetting one action to uh, get into overdrive and then I'm giving two so that Wybert has three. Okay. So make the overdrive check. Yes, sir. No, didn't work. Uh, nine is going to be a failure. Yeah, not a critical mm-hmm. failure, but just a regular failure. Yeah. Can try again later. Okay, so Wait, there we go. Oh. You just rolled a d20, but it's supposed to be a crafting check, right? Yes. Oh, my bad. Plus eight. So nine, 17. <laughs> so 17 is a success. Oh, cool. My bad, guys. It's all so good. Get on Wirebird. So he moves right into this fella and then attacks him with his Wirebird Smash. So that would be. Huh, an 11. 11's gonna miss. Oh, also, Nina gave Hal a hero point in chat. So let's keep that in hero mind. Hero point. Hero point. And then I'll take a map attack with the soul. Okay. For his third action. There we go. Alright, so nice. 21 for Wyvert. 21 will hit. Cool. So that's two. Does it already have the. No, it doesn't yet. Yeah, we didn't add the effect to him. So that's five. And then. Plus two. Plus two is seven. Seven. Yeah. Seven points of damage to this fellow. And that's the end of my turn. Awesome. Up next is the gunner. So the gunner. Oh yeah, Hallow, uh, Rick Hallowed RPG gave Anita a hero point, so nice trading <laughs> of hero points. Um, nice. Everyone got something to. It's, it's a team meta gaming. I mean, <laughs> team building exercise. So here's here's what happens. Refugee, you were looking for the Occam's fire. This one didn't have one on it, but she does now. She digs under her coat and she pulls out one of these green Occam's fires, and she chucks it into the air, and it. Whoosh, 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 it flies, but you're watching Hal and Saruk. It flies, and it kind of lo- goes into the area between you two. Like, right splitting the middle of you two. And uh, you're kind of looking at each other confused. And then the gun follows it, and she aims right at the Alchemist Fire in the middle of you. And shoots the bomb in midair, and she's using this toss and shoot ability. Um, which causes the Alchemist Fire to explode in a 10-foot no. radius. 
Oh wow, that's even better than what the gunslinger gets. I was gonna be like, wow, I wish I had cool gunslinger feats like the bad guys, but they have them better. They have cool ones. So that's Saruk, Hal, Wybert, and this other gunner that needs to make the uh, the reflex save. So I'm gonna go out on a very short branch here and assume that this is a damaging effect. It is. It's it's basically an alchemist fire that's gonna go off. Yeah. 21, 17, 21, 13. I'm going to use that hero point. You're going to use that hero point? Go ahead, Hal. Nice. 21 across the board, except for Wyvern got a 17. Yeah, I see. So it's a success for everyone. So um, it's not even a basic reflex save. It's just a regular save. So uh, because everyone gets out of the way, the whole area showers in green fire. Um, The crowd who's kind of around you guys, like gets in the way of a lot of it and people are now like on fire and running none of you guys take damage or persistent splash from any of it all four of you succeed um and it does this cool thing and it fails uh but that's that's all three actions so that's its turn in the back of the thing gattleby gets to go his turn anita you're closest to this right you've seen you you glance down at him He's gone white as a ghost. He's curled up into like a fetal position. He's got his hands over his ears, and he is not moving. This guy. Okay. So he doesn't do anything. Put him in the clockwork barkeep. But that brings us to the top of round two, and Reficule, that's you. Right, so am I still frightened? Uh, Yes, at the end of your turn, it would have gone away one. So you, you're still frightened one, but not frightened two anymore. All right. I think that's Let's how it goes. Let's see. The frightened condition turn mm. at the end of your turn. Right. Yep. Yep. So it happened on your turn, so it would have gone away right away. One of those two. Yep. All right. I will. Oh, you were also holding like a, an aid action for something, right? Yeah, I forgot. But yeah. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. Rick. Rick Everyone Kelly. pretty much hit, so. Yeah. Uh, I will. Um look towards the creepy goblin and say I'm not shooting that thing again <laughs> and I will uh, look towards the gunner and say let's dance and fire at her go for it let me target her Yep. no cover on this one alright Chrysler pride man likes his Chrysler cr- man cr- really cr- likes cr- his Chrysler cr- 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 that's a critical hit thank you Chrysler 28 is definitely a crit. Go ahead and roll that critical damage. And as we know, if you're just tuning in, gunslingers and crits equals happy face. Yeah, yeah. Let's see if the dice agree. Crits in chat. Oh boy! It didn't come out. Alright, there we go. 20. 20 mm-hmm. points of damage. Uh, this thing had a lot less hit points than that, so in one clean shot. Where are you aiming, Refi? I want... So, like, she... Just aimed and shot that bottle, right? Yes, right where you're standing. So I, so yeah, I rush up under there, take my pistol and say, "Let's dance." And and as her, as her gun falls and her eyesight falls, mm-hmm. I'm shooting so that she, the bullet goes right down her the sights of her gun, oh. into her eye, into her eye, and she just <laughs> falls back, falls over. Her gun clatters to the ground. She is dead in one shot, and you still got. Another action, I believe. Uh, I do. And I'm going to use Reconter's Reload and say, I'll reload and at the same time say, 
You'd like to be on fire, eh? But how about this? I put a bullet in you and throw you in the river. Go ahead and make that demoralized check. I believe. Fourteen. Uh, Fourteen is what you need. So he becomes frightened one. And that's the end of my turn. Uh, that Saruk. Honky dokey, untap, upkeep, Joffre turn. Uh, one target on the board. Uh, Stratagem's gonna be a 13. So I'm not gonna, I think what's gonna happen, I know they, they aren't present on the board, but seeing that, like, who Saruk is interpreting because they don't seem to be batshit crazy, as the leader is down and one of the batshit crazy ones is down, this seems to be very in the bag, so Saruk is gonna spend the remainder of his two actions, uh, just putting out the fires of the people all around us and escorting them to safely. I mean, safety, technically, you uh, are still burning as well. You have persistent fire on you. I do. You can put so yourself do the people. Okay. I have more <laughs> HP than commoners. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Roll a flat d20, and we'll see if you can... Mm. Eight is not going to be enough to help too much on the... the giving them extra persistent checks. Uh, you're, you're tapping out, like, people. I would say... You get a few, but like there's still at least like five people like running around on fire. Mm-hmm. But you do good with, you know, you try to do good at least. And my flat check at the end of my turn. Yep. Oof. Yeah. So one point of fire damage on Saruk, the five flat check, perfect. This punk, the last bomber one, still has the chance to go. They take they take one of these green alchemist fires out, and. <laughs> Go out with the blaze! Witness me! Like, shakes up this thing vigorously, right? Until the fire starts, like, bubbling out of itself, um, which is this action it has called Shake It Up, and throws the alchemist fire right at you, uh, Reficule. It increases the range of this splash to 10 feet. Uh, so, it will make an alchemist strike against you. Shake it up. Uh, with an 11, that is a miss terribly. It's not, but it's not a critical miss, just barely. Uh, so everyone still takes the one point of splash damage. So that's Hal, Reficule. And himself, right? And himself, yeah. Uh, yeah, so one fire splash damage. He takes it too. Wybert takes one fire damage as well. And he is weak to fire, so he takes four damage himself. He did say, you know, witness me. <laughs> Uh, and then with his third and final action, he uh, he tries to headbutt Wybert. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> okay. Witness me! <laughs> uh, that's a ten total, Does which is gonna... Like, oh! He, like, reverberates and bounces off with a massive headache, but Wybert didn't feel a thing. Um, now it comes to Hal. Alright, let's say Hal is going to stride over to this creature and he is going to snagging strike it okay with flanking and his yep. Wybert provides flanking strike there is Six, nice. 16 is a hit nice. that's another 11 points of damage nice. uh, that's, that's enough to kill it Woo! Uh, I was gonna say he wouldn't be frightened anymore at the end of his turn, but that is true. Because he'd be dead. But he's still, yeah. You're right yeah. on the frightened. Thanks for that. Take a hero point for catching that. But even with the frightened not there, it still hit. So, yeah. So Hal, explain how you uh, how you finish this, dude. I think this uh, Hal has his copesh with its 
end, uh, the end with that curves out, and he swings around Reficule quickly, and he snags the creature by his leg, spinning him around. As he does, Hal spins the other way and lops his head off, and then as the head falls, he grabs his chest, uh, vest, whatever he's wearing, uh-huh. to make sure that the alchemist fire he might still have on him doesn't blow up when it falls to the ground. Perfect. Absolutely. And, and so he, he, he dies. You catch his body. The alchemist fire don't explode. You've got his like limp, uh, goblinish body uh, in your hands. You can go ahead and loot. He still had two alchemist fires on him. Um, as well, I'll reveal this because he had this... There is something else in his pocket, Hal, that you see with the thing um i've put it out it's basically two crumpled up pieces of paper in his pocket which you guys are free to take at this point and as as the uh the immediate sort of danger comes to a, a close um the crowds are running saruk's putting out people you know you hear the calls like call the shield marshals get them over here there's a gunfight like people are calling for shield marshals uh the crowd is like running people are screaming it's not long before someone will be descending onto this place. Anita, let's go. Tell your uncle to. Yeah, I'll I'll kneel right next to Gattleby. If is he still like catatonic? I wouldn't say catatonic, but his eyes are glazed over. He is definitely like somewhere else mentally. I slap him. <laughs> oh, he snaps out of it. He's like, "You hit me." Well, it worked, didn't it? We gotta go. What? I can't carry you. Come on. He gets to his feet, right? And the little, like, clockwork brewer, like, kind of uses this little, like, tentacle things to, like, help him to his feet. Blasted black powder. And uh, he's up to his feet. He's like... I help him up, too. Yeah, and he's like, I... I... He slaps you back and then walks away. <laughs> but you can tell it's half-assed. Let's go. I'd like to point out that when he gets up and looks around, he sees Halbrunt holding a headless corpse with this arterial spray <laughs> pouring from its headless from its neck. Oh my god! Ah, the trauma. <laughs> that is true. The the punks do have some life. In addition to the notes and stuff, you could loot. There is, you know, some of their gear. Uh, some of them had. It looks like Giz already cleared them out. <laughs> the other one still has an alchemist fire on them. Um, and in addition, you also find this weird sort of pouch of black powder, and like you kind of like open it up, and it very clearly looks like a drug of some sort that you could snort, like crushed up gunpowder and possibly some other stuff in it. And uh, the one that you shot also has the flintlock pistol with a few more rounds of ammunition. And just taking a minute to, like, look over, like, what they're wearing and their garb and the general manner, just the recklessness of what you've seen, it's pretty clear to you guys that this is... These are members of the Powder Keg Punks. The crazy people that set fire to things for fun, essentially. I will say it's probably good that you took out more of their numbers, so you didn't have to fight as many here, because this could have been a rougher fight. Uh, you guys good work, did sir. good here. In a meta sense, that was pretty cool. But yeah, so Anita and 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 Gash- Gashon, Vashon Cattle, I can't say it. Dr. Gashon Vatterby! Come running across the bridge towards you no guys. No one hides like Gashon. They're <laughs> <laughs> just slapping each other in the back. Yeah, uh, you can see, like, he, um, he almost tends to, like, you're noticing, Anita, he's, like, keeping 
distance. He's putting you between him and Reficule. He doesn't seem like he wants to make eye contact with Reficule. Let's go. Come on. Um, yeah, yeah. And so Hal's like, you guys are going through the pockets, you're getting everything, let's go. Uh, Vashon is like ready to go. And um, I think at that point, like across the bridge, because it's kind of cleared out a bit, you see spilling into the streets a few more members of the powder keg punks. It looks like four of these gunners have spilled onto the streets on the other side of the bridge. There's a whole bridge and a little bit of crowd between you and them. And they, they're looking at you and you see they point in your direction and they basically start firing their guns in the air and running at you. Gattleby, for his part, loses it, turns, and runs into the crowd south. So he's he's gone. He's running away. Can I grab him before? Yeah, can we try to stop him? Like, I'm right next to him. You can try. Why don't you give me a... Let's see. Like, can I'll I tackle him, him? in? <laughs> You guys want to off? Everyone that wants to try, give me a athletics check to stop Gattleby from getting away. Can I shoot his kneecap out? You absolutely can, yes. (laughs) Can I ask the bartender bot to grab him? By the time you would ask them to grab it and the bartender bot would move over there, Vashon would already be running, I think. Chrysler Pride! Uh, No. Well, this is uh, absolutely the lead I'm pursuing. (laughs) For sure. 22. With a combined group effort between the trip, like between Hal tripping him and Anita grabbing him and Saruk stopping him, he doesn't get very far, but he's like a he's like a feral cat trying to get out of here. He's like, we gotta go, they're coming! That's correct, stay with us, and I'll and, just keep walking. Yeah, and you can see, right, these, these powder keg punks are running at you. So this is a moment of choice for you guys. You can either make a stand here and fight them, or you can you look behind you into the streets that you've scouted out and planned for days to do. Or you can initiate a chase scene where you're going to be running away from these guys through the city. It's your choice. Stay and fight or try to get away from them. Alright. Shield Marshal's gonna be here anytime. We need to get out of here. That is the only thing that's stopping me from staying here. Yeah, let's go. Okay. And as we enter this chase scene running through the city, being tailed by the powder keg punks. This is where your scouting, your ultimate high, highest tier of preparation points come into play. Because in this scene, everyone gets a plus one circumstance bonus to every roll. Let me check it. My, let me check if it's a circumstance Did you say bonus. plus two? Plus Before? ten. <laughs> yeah, I think we tr- treated all of our rolls as five degrees of success higher. I got a critical list success. <laughs> Let's, uh, let me check, because it might have been plus two. I, think I, swear, I swear you said plus two last yeah. session. Let's see, let's see. I, you could be right. It's also posted. We can scroll up. Richard did say that he watched YouTube before. <laughs> he watched our VOD before we started. I was like, what the hell did we do last time? <laughs> what, is, what happened? What are D&D? <laughs> okay, so uh, here. 12 preparation points. Back plus two <laughs> circumstance bonus to all checks amazing memory, even after two weeks. So Richard's right. It's a plus two circumstance bonus, so you guys... Uh, if, if you have another circumstance bonus, you can't layer it, but a plus two circumstance bonus to all checks you make. In addition, uh, I know we've run a cha- we've ran a chase once when we did our Dark Archives preview, and I'm sure Tommy's done mm-hmm. chases before. Uh, you make rolls in initiative to overcome obstacles ahead of you until we move through these obstacles. Everyone that has preparation points that you've earned by scouting ahead of time, 
You can cash in one preparation point to increase the success of your roll by one step. So you can turn a failure into nice. a success or a success into a critical success. Or technically a critical failure into a failure if you roll that bad. So that's the ways that you guys can use those prep points. This is where the preparation is going to pay off this chase scene right here. Right, so I'm looking at my notes. That's four points for Refi and none for Gretchen. <laughs> so yes, it's uh, four points for Reficule, three points for Halbrant, four points for Saruk, and one point for Anita. Praise you for writing that down. I can't see him. Yep, I got a drag token. I can't too. see! It's a chase. We're running blind. We don't know what's around the corner, despite having scouted it and earned several preparation Ooh, points. Ooh, fancy! So this is this is a map that I made uh-huh. to deal with the chasing. I like seeing the people. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> Somebody doesn't get out much. I like seeing the people! That'll be with you, the people. and then... The Do you really? punks themselves are actually, they're starting off, they're one step behind you always. So the way this works, um, it's, it's not initiative, so, so to speak. You all get to go in any order you want. And then the the powder keg punks move forward one obstacle. So there's X number of obstacles in this chase that you guys don't really know yet. What you know is in this moment, you are on the crowded bottleneck bridge. Crowds of people, it's cleared out a little bit, but you need to make it through here, right? So, how you guys need to, as a group, overcome the obstacles of the crowd. So, what do you guys want to do in this moment to get through this crowded bottleneck bridge area? You guys need three successes to move to the next obstacle. Setting yes. first thing before we go super running Hal, off all Hal's over got the place. What's up? Hal, mm-hmm. I think we, I should, uh, like, shoulder my way through the people and shove them out of the way. Oh, okay. To you have clear a lane for my friends. You had a, a thing, yeah, for sure. So you can go ahead um, and do. Uh, this is a athletics check. Go ahead and make that. This is your first contribution to the chase. Can I get a plus what you say? It's a plus two circumstance bonus. All right, very good. Uh, so it's a thirteen, which is gonna be a fail. You can use a prep oh, point. Cash in my it. point. One prep point. All right, let me deduct one prep point from Hal, taking you down to two, but that makes your check a success, which gives you guys uh, one out of the three chase points that you need to advance. So, sorry, uh, Tommy, did you have, were you asking a question or did you have a move you wanted to do? I just want to say, before we started, uh, Saruk is going to, though I imagine the feral cat doesn't like it, I'm gonna pick up Gattleby, put him inside Bartender Bot, <laughs> ask Bartender Bot to wrap their hoses around him like it's a seatbelt. Uh huh. He and is then just he is not yeah. happy about it, but he has no way to fight back against this. Excellent. Okay, cool. Nice. So then, stop fighting. There's bread in there. <laughs> just sit down and eat your bread snack. Yeah. snack and keep your head down. It's stressing. This fucking thing. We'll talk about that when we're not dying. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's calmed so down think... a little bit now that he knows you are going to run with him, right? He doesn't want to leave you guys, but his it's just, he got hit fight or flight mode. He chose flight, and then you stopped him. But he now you're running. He is happy that your guys are, like, running, right? He's, he's not opposed to this plan. Okay. So I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to Gifted sub for Alice, uh, Alice Dydra? 
and we Alan had Sizra. we had a I missed it, but we had a uh, we had a follow not too long ago too. So thank you for the follow, whoever that was. So Saruk, Reficule, or Anita, anyone that wants to do something in this thing, you know, you can continue pushing with Hal. You can try to overcome it by like acrobatic your way through the crowd. You can try to use society to sort of like read the crowd and and sneak your way through. And, How like, do you feel about this? If, if Saruk just tries to keep everybody calm as we're moving, like all of the like random people and such. Oh, especially because there's so much panic and chaos right here with all of the gunfight and all of that. Nice. Absolutely. I will I will treat that as a success, no problem. Nice. Right. Uh, I won't do what I was going to do then, because I was going to do the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to shoot my gun in the air and say, get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> We're going to talk about collateral damage and something. Jesus. But maybe, maybe I'm seeing Sir. Rafi's actually pulling his gun out and there's about to fire and he sees Sir like calming the people and he goes, Right. Get the fuck out of the way. Puts the gun away. So either Rafi or Anita has one more contribution Um, in this initiative phase. We need one more success. So what happens is if the powder kick punks catch up with you, like, then there's a fight. If you run away from them, you can avoid the fight. Uh, I'm gonna pull out like one of my smoke sticks and then just like throw it behind us just to give us a bit of time to. Oh, like kind of cover against them. I love that. Okay, uh, let's let's make that a crafting check. Okay. okay. I think Saruk is gonna volunteer to be the back of the pack as we're doing this, too, in case worst come to worst. Okay. I that's a ten, but I will use my hero point. Hero point or a prep point? Hero point. Uh, I mean, look at the time. If you have a hero point. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Like, oh yeah, sure. Let's let's do it. And then if it fails, I'll use right. the prep point. Eighteen is a success. Who? That also there's also it goes to twenty because there was the plus two to all these rolls, right? Oh yeah, so twenty is a success. Uh, that allows you to go to three chase points out of three needed for this obstacle. And immediately, you guys manage to, to make your way through Bottleneck Bridge. Making your way onto the next obstacle, which is uh, you stumble through Bottleneck Bridge into a crowded marketplace. Market stalls line the road. Local farmers and crafters are selling their wares. There's mobile displays. People are gawking, stopping, shopping, pushing carts around. The chaos of the last scene with the fire and stuff has not spread to here. So it's just a busy marketplace. Um, and you guys also need three chase points to get through this scene. The only person that hasn't acted yet is Reficule. So Reficule, are we causing some alarm? <laughs> Stop doing your shopping! The cops are coming! <laughs> yeah, so... Not very good at common people. Ah, fuck it. Everybody get the fuck out! (laughs) Absolutely. So you're using an intimidation check to get everyone to move. Give me an intimidation check. Uh, In this case, actually, the intimidation is one of the lower DCs in this uh, in this instance. So it's a good. Because everyone's panicking already. (laughs) Yeah, there was. Yeah, exactly. Hello. I'm going to use a hero point. All right, let's hero point it. Come on. Oh, right. There we go. That's 27. 27 is a critical success, which actually, you shoot everyone, like, hits the ground, runs out. You see the work, the shopkeeper's like, 
fuck, not again. Close their like, <laughs> close the front of their shop. Like the the shutter comes down, the crowd splits. You guys, you gain two of the three necessary just to advance from this nice. this uh, thing. We each uh, have our strengths. Behind you, the powder keg punks have advanced to the first obstacle, so they're still pushing their way through Bottleneck Bridge. Uh, have not caught up to you yet. That brings us back to your guys' turn. Uh, in any order you want, how do you get through this crowd? The busy marketplace. I think Hal would jump up on these these eaves of the people around here and like fall on people and, and jump from roof to roof, ceiling to ceiling across the eaves and pulling the, pull the strings uh-huh. to get people to either get tangled up in them or move them aside. I would like to use acrobatics to jump from... Place Absol- to place. Absolutely. That is 100% something you can do here. This is a little bit of a harder check than um, some of the other ones, but it is something you can do. So go ahead and make that acrobatics check. Well, hail. In 11 do I will be more a hero points? No, failure. I do not. I would like to use one of my bonuses. One of those prep, prep points. points. Yeah. So, yeah. So you cast your second prep point. So you have one left, but you turn this failure into a success. Which bumps this chase up to three necessary points. You guys manage to successfully move through the busy marketplace and into the next scene. In this yeah. case, coming through the marketplace, Reficule, you found your labor march. There's a giant throng of people moving through the streets, chanting their like loud protest, like, Hey, hey! Ho, ho! These clockworks have got to go! Hey, hey! And then they're chanting um, along... One more uh, time. One more time. <laughs> hey, hey! Ho, ho! These clockworks have got to go! Um, Hold on. But you you're, you're, you spilled out into this labor march. You look back. You can see the punks running, trying to get to the, like, the catch up to you. You need to get through, like, this, this like, flow, right? You can either go with the flow or against the flow of the labor march. Uh, the other three, other than Hal, still have an action for this round. What would you guys like to do to overcome the labor march? I think Saruk is just going to get in them. If we're allowed to do the same thing more than once, I'm just going to get into the crowd and just like, hey, this is all really good and really great, but a lot of people who want to do harm to the general area are coming. Maybe knock it off for the day. I don't mind the other way. this, but in this case, I don't think there's a panic or alarm. It's it's um, like the opposite, right? It's it, you can make do what you're trying to do, but it's more of a diplomacy check than rather than like the no cause for alarm. I don't okay. think that skill works in this specific. Yeah, that's fair. I'll hold on to that for when I fumble this diplomacy check. That's coming <laughs> so diplomacy or society, depending on how you want to do it. Uh, diplomacy would basically be asking for help from them. Society can like join the march and like blend in and move through it, or you know. If you're asking yeah, them, if you just want them, to, you just, are you just telling them like get the hell out of yeah. here because it's dangerous? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so I don't want to ask people who probably don't know how to fight to go fight. You know, right? I still think it's probably a diplomacy check on that one. So let's go yeah, ahead and start. Seventeen. Seventeen is enough to get you one success. No, yeah, let, let's get us two. I'll burn one of the things. All right, two nice. on a critical success. Nice, two chase nice. points. Note: there's four chase points needed for this specific obstacle. Um, but that is good. We burn, uh, Saruk goes down to three more prep points. Um, and then Anita and Reficule still have actions. Yeah, just as we walk out of the marketplace, I want to do a tower moment and see if there's, like, a tower of crates that I can topple down just to 
once again delay the the powder kegs as they like get to us. You yeah, so you're looking for something to topple across the middle of the protest. You want to like yeah. Oh, like, not the protest. Like so, as we pass the marketplace before the protest, so like that middle. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I don't want it to topple into the people. So like basically between the protest and the marketplace, you're trying yeah. to topple something. Okay, for sure. Let's do a crafting check on that. Alright, a crafting check. That would be... Uh, nice. 27! Nice. Oh, 27 is a critical success. So yeah, the DC no, for this hurt. was... The DC for this was was high, but you nailed it. So you managed to, to basically find a, a stack of like crates or something. Yeah, Chris and chat. You managed to, in the alley leading into this protest, you fill it with debris. Uh, it's like the perfect thing. One pile tumbles into another, which tumbles into another. The whole alley is now like choked up, which buys you the two points needed to get through the labor protest. And um, with Saruk like telling people to get out of the way, and they, they kind of part for you, and you blocking the entrance, you burn right through the labor protest, out, and move on to the next obstacle. As we're leaving, just power to the people! Indeed. <laughs> yeah, there's Joe there's... cut to behind us. There's a sad old man. My oysters! As all the hammers all over the fucking place. Yeah, there is a, like, as you're cabbages. cabbages. One of the oh, yeah, chances, I was saying, you like cabbages. One of the chants you hear, like, in the back of the protest is like, turn it up, turn it down, listen to us, or we burn it down. And, the, and, oh, uh, it, it's. I came very close to playing a very different character for this. <laughs> <laughs> just going this way. It does seem, uh, like there is a bit of violent sentiment near this edge of the protest. But you managed to get through that section. Um, spin the corner. Oh no. This is one of the various road construction projects in this area. It looks like a sinkhole has opened up in the middle of the street and swallowed a carriage hole. Uh, there's a construction crew working here trying to repair the sinkhole. You have to go through the like the work site to get out of here, or double back and like lose uh, progress. Um, I think Refuge is the only one that hasn't gone, right? Uh, right. Is the, so there's like construction, uh, like is there like beams and stuff and ropes and? Oh yeah, like whatever whatever is cool to you in a construction site is definitely here. There's definitely like a bunch of workers and somebody that looks to be a supervisor directing them. Road pavements, beams. Yeah, bricks, cones, vests, whatever you name it, it's here. Art hats. All right, Art so hats. I'm looking for a, a couple things of rope, right? Uh huh. And I want to get two things of rope, one in each hand, and then I want to find a beam that's going across it, and I want to use acrobatics to kind of walk across the beam, right? Uh huh. Holding the ropes, and then get to the other side to tie them off to create handholds for the rest of the group to then walk across the beam easier. So you're taking, wow, you're doing the hard, doing something nice. yeah, you're doing the hard work <laughs> and then the, Amazing. from then they were fun. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Give me that acrobatics check. Right. To keep my balance on a precarious surface. That is acrobatics, correct? Yep. Plus two circumstance bonus. Mary Pride. Awesome. With the, the circumstance bonus coming in nice, uh, that is a success. I'll burn a prep point. Critical success. Make it a critical success. Of course. That's two out of the four chase points you need on one of your prep points. You still have three more prep points, Reficule. So I'm looking across this construction site, right? And I tip my hat and I just start take running. And as I'm like, not like I start to Naruto, Naruto run and I grab <laughs> the ropes and leap up onto the beams and run across 
and jump <laughs> and tie him off. And so every, you turn around and the rest of the crew can follow you, less cool, but using the ropes to easily make it across the beam, um, advancing you through a lot of the site. Um, behind you guys, the powder kick punks have busted through Balnick Bridge into the marketplace where people are still like like hiding from like the shutter, the gunshots, and it's kind of thinning out. Uh, and they're like just chasing after you guys. They're way behind you guys. You guys are making short work of this with all your prep. Uh, so we come around for another group checks. So I don't know what's a role for this, but in a construction site, there are probably a lot of things that really fucking suck to step on. Saruk <laughs> would like to... Where are the caltrops that are actually nails? Because I'd like to hit them with my shield and spill them behind us. Yeah. Oh, of course. Well, see, the construction like workers the on their time off like to play games, so there's actually large bags of D4s everywhere. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> remember to bring their Legos, too. Uh-huh. They brought them from ancient Osirion, where they clearly got the architecture from <laughs> this fucking picture. Go ahead and make an athletics check, Saruk, to spill the okay. caltrops. To spill the beans. This, this is an that... interesting take, right? It's not just getting through the thing. You're actually making it harder for the people behind you, which helps to get away. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hurrah! Well, that was really bad. I'll just go ahead and use one of my prep points to turn it into a success. I'm sorry. I really need to do this. It's important. Trust me. Pushes person away. <laughs> hits with shield. Keeps running. Yep. That turns a failure into a success, which gives you three out of the four uh, points you need for this obstacle. Anyone else? Would you like some bread? <laughs> Gallaby's like, hey, I was eating that. <laughs> Just snatches one out of his mouth. He's eating bread while he has a cigarette burning on the other side yeah. of his mouth. Like, and cigarette never Just leaves his mouth. Very nervously smoking and eating and smoking and eating and yeah. cowering. Exactly. I'll go to two of the construction workers that are on break and each give them a Tanglefoot bag each and say, Hello, my name's Anita. We're actually trying to run away from a couple of people that are trying to uh, chase us. So if you see them, just throw this at them. It'll slow them down, please. And then I give them one each. Okay. Society? Diplomacy. Diplomacy? So I'm gonna... For what it's worth, Saruk's gonna do the thing that he knows where the button is and remembers it. Oh, there we go. Clue in. Yes. Is, that's a is that a circumstance bonus? Because you already have plus two oh, circumstance oh, bonus. Oh, yeah, fair. So it won't okay. stack, unfortunately. But I won't do that. A ten, but I'll use a prep point to there turn we go. it into a success. Your one prep point coming in clutch, turning this... Uh, so as your last prep point, that turns this failure into success. It's my only prep point. They like take it from you, look at each other, and as you're walking away, you, you hear them like, arguing over who's gonna actually hit the target better, and they're like doing a bet with mm-hmm. each other to see who can actually like put money on who's gonna make the the throw better. So they've bought into your root your uh, request. That's your fourth chase point as you run go. on to the next, the fifth obstacle. A showdown. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> So this, All right. This, hey, look, it's, it's Albert Beachwood standing about to shoot somebody. The, yeah, you move in. There's in the middle of the street. There's two gunslingers like staring at each other, cloak back, hand right. They're they're getting ready. They're in the middle of a duel. There's groups of of bystanders like hiding around the edge, looking behind barrels. It's a tense situation, and you guys need to run right through the middle of this duel and hopefully not get shot. <laughs> How do you make it through the duel without without getting shot, you guys? So you know that thing that I have that lets me prep 
very specific niche skills every day. Yes. So I took criminal justice lore today. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what it was going to come up, but I guess I'm going to go up to him and just... Saruk would be able to know them better than I do. I have no fucking clue. But just all of the laws that they are in violation (laughs) of, how long they're going to be in jail if they can't stop and use their heads for just a second and either work this out nicely as friends or take it outside of the city. Of course, yes. Oh my gosh, that's a natural 20! <laughs> Let's see those crits in chat. I fucking hate that I rolled criminal Jesus. justice lore in Outlaws of Falcon Star. Criminal justice lore! Let's fucking go! Basically, shutting down the duel. So, Saruk goes up and talks them down, gets in their face. You're in violation of Ordinance 1C, Subsection B. Also, <laughs> murder is bad. They're so confused by the situation and lost and looking at each other behind the whole crew, like, shudders through the like, space. And then you look back, Saruk, and, uh, and uh, your crew has just made it through this whole thing. And you just kind of, like, tip your hat and follow them. In your wake, they are so confused over the situation. They look at each other. And uh, you you see like one of them like apologizes to the other, and they start crying, and they hug it out, and you've completely shut down this showdown in the street obstacle with a natural twenty and the criminal justice law and everything. I'm just ruling that as four successes. Fuck Let's it, but Jaguars, please, two perfect. Everything lined up so well. I had to reward the dice telling that story. So we're moving on to the last obstacle. There's a structure fire. Of course there is. A dilapidated hotel has caught fire and risks setting the whole neighborhood ablaze. The local fire brigade is here, taking up most of the street, blocking all traffic while they're trying to like put out the fire. They need all the help they can get, and you guys need to find a way through, either through the fire brigade or either help them put out the fire so they get out of your way or fight your way through them. Search around for the best path through either the brigade, away from the fire, around the people cowering outside. Yep. Why don't you give me a perception check? I turn back to Gatley. You're you're not carrying Pyronite, right? Oh no, we're good. Just we're dynamites. Good. Yeah. Twenty. He's like, this is this is actually an ingenious device I used to control the and he's going on and on, but like the thing is like We just we just closed the door of the <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. With a 20, that's one success. Uh, you managed to find a, uh, a nice, solid path away from the burning. A, a path that you feel can get you through without the fire having a good chance of spreading to where you're going to be. Could I use a pro point to increase a critical? Yes, you can. That makes it two. All right. That's my go. Uh, health leading us through? Yeah. I'm trying to think. So I'm trying to think of where we are. In, is that... Yeah, where are we? I've lost track of who went this round. I know in the row construction, uh, Ruffy went and oh, I Saruk went. Anyway. Because Saruk hit the shield of nails on the ground, right? Yeah. And Annie yeah, went and gave him the Tanglefoot I... bags. So then I think when we went to Showdown in the Street, it was a new one. So that means in this round, uh, Saruk did Showdown in the Street and then how you've gone right now on this one. So, so it's Ruffy and Anita left on this round. And in the background, the punks have advanced one in the meantime. They're in the middle of the protest. So I'd imagine that how leading us through this path has led us so far, and but we kind of come to a point where we'd have to go through the brigade again. Oh, yeah. 
I want to see a, a building off to the side that might be locked that we could maybe go through that building and come out a side entrance and bypass. So I'd like to pick the locks. Ooh, give me a thievery check. Thinking outside the bun here. Happy Chrysler. Oh, let me add the plus two. Yeah, don't forget that plus two. That's coming in really handy on this chase. Oh. That's a 22. That's a success. And I'd like to use a prep point. Of course, burning it up to four out of the five points needed to get through the fire. Uh, You've come into a shop. Um, You're so clear. Um, I think maybe the shop is a good way out. And then there's a little bit of fire still spreading. Just a little bit more and there's freedom. Anita, how do you save the day? I would like to follow where the hose is, see where the fire hydrant is. And then with my repair tools, I would like to increase the water pressure so that they Open can up. take out. Yeah. So they Hell could, yeah. you know, like, uh, she really is out here water. overdriving the fire. <laughs> 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 yep, exactly. Let's make that a crafting check. Okay. So that would be, you don't have Mary a prep point. Prime. I don't. I don't have a hero point either. But, uh, oh, that's a 13. Mm, wait. 15 Wait. with the plus oh, 2 circumstance bonus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you really going to burn a hero point knowing that? Oh, yeah, look at that. RK Richard RPG gave Anita a hero point. Amazing. Oh, wowie. Wow. Wow. Thank you, RK Richard. Yeah, RK <laughs> Richard. Pride. Chrysler what Pride. A, it's Absolutely. worse. That's <laughs> worse. It's a 12, a 14. <laughs> so it's a failure, but not a critical failure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in the background, the powder keg punks advance one step. They are in the road construction site uh, back here. We just need one more point. Somebody come up with something cool and creative. Honestly, I think Saruk is going to see uh, what Anita is trying to do. And when she's struggling, just take any next to her and help out doing the same thing. All right. Make that crafting check. Yes. Get that prep point in. Gonna get uh, 15 is a failure. Heck, well, I'll make it a success then with one prep, of my prep points. Prep point makes it a f- success. And we so- saved the building. Why is this bolt so rusted? Because of maintenance. <laughs> and I'm just all of the body weight down on the wrench. <laughs> yep, and it works and the water flow, the water pressure increases to the fire brigade, which helps put out the fire even better. They get the fire under control. You guys are able to squeeze your way through and out at the other side. Off in the back, lost, stuck, being bounced around by like the protest people, being hit in the face with Tanglefoot bags. The powder keg punks have lost your trail, completely gone into the night. You've evaded them, and you've successfully avoided... <laughs> confrontation with yeah, double middle finger and you know heavy, heavy breathing uh we've done it we've we've successfully avoided uh this sort of showdown that was cool that was, that really, was really cool, cool. That was and really cool. i like the prep points and yeah that was really fun it feels yeah. really good when you spend several sessions building up and then have that yeah down. yeah it, the sure. prep points made this a lot easier for you guys for sure um and i was so immersed too your amazing roles are also helped and also it's just fun to do something different right a chase scene with all these cool things that Vanessa mm-hmm. wrote all these cool like moments and mm-hmm. you can just see running through Augusta and all this chaos going around and coming you out set it up side. really well too I like mm-hmm. these little like uh cards that we're bouncing on yeah too I I, I I was proud of this setup too so I'm, uh, anyone that liked it feel free to steal it um, I've posted so I've talked about if you're on the Pathfinder 2e 
Discord community chat for the Outlaws of Akashar channel. I was showing people in there about it, so go there and, and talk about it. Or come to our Discord and ask yeah, me about it. Yeah, there you go. And we can... Uh, come say what's up. Um, but we, we, we emerge from this. You guys are winded, but all your preparation, all your days of meticulous planning has paid off because we're home free and we arrive on the porch of the yeast of all brewery and um outside standing there impatiently looking at her wristwatch and tapping her foot is an older dwarven woman oh, I thought, if you were gonna say angelique loveless i was like god damn <laughs> <laughs> that would be no it's uh she looks like this she's an older aged dwarven woman darker hair and you see um you see her just like standing. She looks up at you guys and there's this motley crew of people that kind of come out and she sees one of her machineries coming towards her and she looks kind of confused and like in the tangle of tubes, like Vashon's head kind of comes up eye level and she like makes eye contact with them and she just goes <clears throat> and then he goes, uh, you might want to let me out of this. And I think that's where we fade out uh, at the end of tonight's session. 